Come one, come all. Enjoy the CU podcast. There's going to be cake, maybe some beverages. It's February 19th, 2019. It's going to be punch, maybe some pie. That's Ian Ferguson. I'm Pat Contry. We both got hoodies on right now. I don't know why. Uh, how, how's everyone doing out there? We got some t- stuff to talk about in the channel direct. We'll be talking about uh, we'll be talking about uh, Fortnite Nerf guns. That's fun. That's overdue. And how I know we've we've pretty much reached uh, peak Fortnite as well. Something else in, in the news as well that I, that I saw uh, recently um, that I, I'll bring up. And then also uh, your Q and A, Ian. What's going on? Oh, first before Ian talks. Oh, Ian, where are we going to be this weekend? We're going to be at <clears throat> SoCal Retro Gaming Expo in Pasadena. Yes. Go to SoCalRetroGamingExpo.com oh. for tickets. Sorry. Use code CU Podcast <laughs> to save 10%. I'm trying to wake up here. <clears throat> um, yeah, we're going to be there with Norman the Gaming Historian. Uh, we'll be there with uh, Metal Jesus Rocks and Friends, uh, Super Beard Bros, minus Gerard, unfortunately. Uh, he has another uh, a commitment now to, to go to, but uh, tons of arcades, dozens of arcade machines, dozens of arcade machines, free console vendors. I'll be start selling a certain Super Nintendo guidebook uh, as well. Um, other than that, the, the Kickstarter, I have 666 backers on, on Kickstarter right now. I just checked like five minutes ago. Did you just say you'll be selling the Super Nintendo guidebook? Certain NES like... guidebook. I didn't say Super Nintendo, did I? I won't be selling the Super Nintendo guidebook, okay. but you can buy it. at <laughs> old, Go to ultimatesnes.com and you can back it. Right now, 666 backers. That's an evil number. Let's get off, get off of that number. You can become the 667th unless someone cancels, then you're now the evil backer. But, but th- that aside, it's doing okay. Yeah, Ian's already pre-ordered one for his family and friends, I'm sure. Uh, I, I Did, has Ian even retweeted my campaign? <clears throat> Actually, I don't know if I have. Wow. I'm pretty sure I That's have. That's what friends are for. I'm pretty sure I have. That's the guilty, uh, the guilt face of Ian that I like. Um other than that, you know, things have been going kind of okay. Uh, so I got I got to gear up for SoCal. I'll probably be bringing some extra Nintendo powers and doing that and uh, to sell sell some extra stuff. I'm not gonna be sell. I'm not gonna load up a U-Haul like last year of extra goodies. Huh? I didn't. Oh, well, that's a shock. I just did right now. Okay. Well, thanks, Ian. Uh-huh. Well, I guess a week later is better than never. You get to get that mid mid push. <laughs> that's be awkward. Hey, I'm gonna retweet the campaign from a week ago. Then you say, hey, friends, Pat did this a week ago. Anyway, um, and then we've been playing, a, uh, well, Ian's been playing a lot of Tetris 99. I played, I played about 15, 20 minutes of it. You played two games. Yeah, I played two games, but two. I, that's enough to get a nice feel for it. Not really, but okay, two. Did I play the, or not? <clears throat> yes. Two games. I'm just saying two rounds of Tetris is hardly a way to judge a game of Tetris. No, it's it's the same Tetris game that you've played since 1989 or 84 if you had it on in Russia on their weird-ass computers that fell apart after two years. I'm not making fun of the, Russia's ability to make the computers, but come on. You need capitalism when it comes to that stuff. Anyway. Are their computers notoriously awful? Well, geez. I, I don't know, but all I know is that uh, the guy who made uh, Tetris, you know, you had a fight to get the rights to yeah, the that game. Yeah, is, that is true. You're making it for the government, damn it. You're going to make the best puzzle game ever. What, what a great game. Uh, check out Norm's uh, Tetris uh, video documentary. It's fantastic. Uh, anything else going on in the intro? You've been kind of quiet. Because you've been talking the whole time. <laughs> no, because I shamed you. No, you didn't, you didn't shame I me. I shamed you by not, by not spreading your friend's <clears throat> uh, Kickstarter around. Oh, we got an NES Marathon coming up. When's that going to be, Ian? Uh, the 9th and 10th of March. Do you, do you want to give me other information? This, if you want to talk, maybe explain what the marathon does and what the goals are. <clears throat> hey, you asked me one question. I thought you might go back to talking. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the NES Marathon will be on March 9th and 10th. Uh, Pat will be there. I will be there. Vani will be there. Gerard will be there. Alex will be there. Uh, Andre? Andre? You said Andre? Okay. Andre, good. And maybe, maybe other surprise guests. <clears throat> we'll see. Um, And we'll be raising money uh, for Radies Children Hospital through the Children's Miracle Network. Not through the Children's Miracle Network. Uh, Not through the Children's Miracle Network. (laughs) But raising money nonetheless. (laughs) You said there was a drop-down menu that let let you pick. Not on GoFundMe, Ian. I said I put in Uh, EIN directly. Yeah, all right. All right. This is starting off swell. Anyway, so it's for a great cause. They're, they're They're in the top 10 for pediatrics in almost every major category. Um, it's it's a nonprofit hospital as well. We've toured there before. They're doing firsts uh, when we like. They're doing firsts there that are incredibly important. mapping the genome. 
uh, things like that they're it, working on? It was hearts the first year we went mapping the genome. Uh, then it was uh, the first um, like specific care center for research and autistic kids. Yeah, they're doing a lot and, and helping to raise money to, to have more children be tested for autism. Um, and then you go to ult, uh, excuse me, ultimate. You go to nesmarathon.com. You can start donating now, but the, the full campaign will be up later today. Uh, hopefully, by the time you hear this, I, I got to write some stuff down there. I'm not sure uh, uh, when I'll do that today, but I will do that today. So that'll be fun. And that date should be set in stone at this point, barring any other you know, people uh, going on trips or things of that nature. All right, it's time to get going. Go. Tetris 99. Tetris, Tetris 99, 99 is, uh, it was a surprise announcement. If, that uh, people are like, oh, it's available. It's free to play. It's, it's Tetris, classic Tetris. Yes, yeah, and I did play, and I, I don't have to play 50 games of Tetris 99. I know it's Tetris. No, but for a, a new uh, game with new mechanics, you might want to play. What, what, are the, what are the new gameplay mechanics? Explain them to me. Ian, the attacking. So the attacking is interesting because you have four options for your attacks. You can send them to KOs. You can send them to badges. You can send them to randoms. And you can... Uh, Chaos, badges, random, and your attackers. So Tetris 99 is a battle royale style, I mean, kind of. But you're playing all each all each other, 99 people, to get down to one, and you're trying to eliminate everyone else in a more traditional, it's a traditional game of Tetris, except for the fact that you can attack other people. Um, so I'll, I'll finish explaining the mechanics. So what you can do is every time you clear a line, one line doesn't do anything for you. Two lines will send one line. Three lines will send uh, two, and then four lines will send uh, four. Like traditional Tetris. Uh, Right. But then you can choose where they're going, so that's where strategy comes in. The important thing is to get KOs, and I don't think anyone realized this the first night because there's no tutorial. So what you want to do is knock people out. When you knock people out, you get a piece of a badge. The more badges you have, the more the percentage of lines you send over... You send over more and more. Uh, yeah, you send over more so, and more. So yeah. what's important is to keep your eyes on the periphery. You can set it to automatically try to attack uh, and try to hit the, the ones that are close to knockout. That's that's what the knockout option is for. It'll try to direct where your attacks are going. But you can actually, especially if you're playing in portable mode, you can do it on the TV too. It's a little bit more fiddly. Um, you can manually attack anyone you want by pressing uh, their screen on the touch screen. So the goal then becomes to kind of build up your 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 Tetris blocks, your your, your bin, but also to kind of time when you drop the pieces and get your tetrises so you can be the last attack on someone else because then you're more likely to survive later on if you don't actively go out and try to get ko's when you're playing when you get to the last 30 you're fucked so how do you how do you target specific screens i i just said you touch the screen you oh, can, you can touch any anyone that you want to attack. Well, that would have been nice. You, that would have been nice if they explained it to me when or, I was playing or it. Or you could have used the, or you can use the left stick to, um, you can use the left stick to pick one individually. But that's not the best. The way it targets and guides is is pretty decent, um, but it's it's not perfect. Um, I find a good strategy is to Why just they a, put a tutorial in. I don't know, but these mechanics like, hey, guys. are definitely different. Well, no. When you're playing the game of Tetris, it's exactly the same. Sure, but you're saying that it's... The me- mechanics are the same when you're playing a game of Tetris. Yes, when you, attacking each other uh, from multiple angles, that's different. But the actual, uh, I want to make a Tetris mechanics are exactly the same. Let's flip Sure, that's not what we were talking about. Yes, it is. That's the mechanics. The overall... This is the game- last time we're doing a podcast at 9 a.m. in the morning, because we're both cranky as fuck. Well, because... <laughs> Jesus Christ... Because you got you got the mechanics because you got to give me shit about me just saying well the mechanics are the same when you're actually playing a game of Tetris. No, you said you said it's just a game of Tetris. You said there's yes. no new mechanics. There's no no new mechanics when you're playing on your screen. There's no new mechanics. Okay, that's it's not Tetris two okay. with bombs. All right, it's Tetris. There's new mechanics. Oh my fucking god! So anyway, attacking yeah. would be called so a yeah, mechanic. I didn't play enough games for Ian's liking, but I did play it, and it was fun. It was fun. And I didn't know what I was uh, in terms of the attack, uh, attack mechanics because it wasn't explained when you load up the game. When you load up the game, it just says play Tetris. The game you is know. incredibly bare bones and simple. It literally says Tetris, stats, or quit. Yes. So it's... And then when you load up a game, it, you, know, you know, you have like, you know, a countdown. 
Um, I, th- I think it was pretty quick when I went into a new game at the start. I didn't have to wait too long. I think I, I think Maybe I waited two like, minutes. I don't, think I, I don't think I waited two minutes. But then I mean, there was a ton of people playing when I first went in it. Um, I think I waited like 20 to 30 seconds uh, for a game. And yeah, it was fun. I think I got uh, the lowest I got was 50. Get them to 50 when it splits in half. So that was that was cool. So, I, uh... And I'm not. I'm, I'm an average. I'm an average Tetris player. I'm not really that great. I, I could form Tetrises and things, but in terms of like. Uh, advanced strategy and lining up things i'm not i can do it sometimes but usually i, I sort of just say oh let's just get let's just clear some space which you don't want to do you want to build tetrises as much as you can uh, i do th- i will say that this in terms of changing the flow of the game there were a lot more straight pieces in, in a, than in a typical tetris game there's a lot more that i think showed up at least when i was playing i was like well because you can see several pieces in advance what's coming well that's 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 different that's a different part of it, instead of seeing one and then um, there were a lot more opportunities to make Tetrises, I think, than in a typical game where I think it's a little bit more, a little more, you're not getting those straight pieces as quite as often. At least that's what I saw. I didn't playing. notice that. I felt like it was normal, but I suck at Tetris, <sighs> so I don't think it would really uh, help me much anyways. It seemed for me they were coming out, if, if it was totally random, it seemed like it was coming out at a pace. When you're playing a regular Tetris game, it's not like you're getting one of those pieces every seventh piece, usually, at least when I play. Uh, an old Tetris game. You're not getting one like every six or seven piece. That's all, how, ma- how many Tetris pieces uh, there are. One, two, three, four. Yeah, there's like six or seven. So, Two L's, two Z's. Two S's. Two L's. Square. Two Z's. Square. So there's like eight pieces. And, uh, and a straight. Yeah. So, and yeah, a so, T. Yeah. But, but it's fun, and you think they're going to start just charging. You know, they're going to have to charge in a free-to-play game, you'd think. Well, I, I mean, the way I look at it is... Um, they released it. They made it uh, available that day, which I kind of felt like they always announce something that is usually available later that day, whether it's demos or a smaller game. Um, and I think the goal is this initially, since the game is free, people love Tetris. I think the goal was that's to try to get more subscriptions. Sure. So Nintendo says there's going to be uh, online events to participate in. Yeah, I'm sure they'll keep adding to it. Uh, I'm trying to think how what you could do for something like this to make it an online event uh, to really change it up that much, you know. Well, right. You could just start with tournaments, but I, they they got to have ideas. Maybe they'll add, um, you know, modified Tetris and, and, you know, be like, okay, for this event, um, you know, maybe get to this many lines. But, yeah, I think um, there's only one track and one background. People are going to get sick of that super fast. Uh, so I feel like you know, a, a way for them to make money on it in the future is to, I don't know, sell skins that maybe contain a music track in a background or maybe do them separately. Yeah, because right now you, you don't have many options. You're just, yeah. you're just playing. But have it be non, you know, non-gameplay related, kind of like how they do with Fortnite. Instead of costumes, you get skins. So what's interesting about this is that this is, uh, Nintendo's publishing this. The developer is something called Arika. Yeah, Arika's um, been around. So this is... Uh, T- technically, I, it's technically I guess it's a second-party game since Nintendo's not developing it themselves, um, but they're publishing it. So I guess they went to the Tetris company, got the license, and they said, "You know, we're going to get back into this Tetris game. Why not?" And the Tetris company's probably like, "Oh yes, please, Nintendo, please, please do something different with Tetris <laughs> for God's sake." Uh, and, and so, and here you are. So it's a, it's an ingenious little little uh, little game um, that they came up with, and uh, yeah. Ian, what was the highest place you got? Fifteenth, uh, and Vonnie got fifth. That must be nuts when you get down to that part. It is because it, it starts going faster at fifty, <sighs> then it starts going faster at twenty-five, and then I think it actually starts going faster at ten. But I can't verify that. I'd love to watch Vonnie play Tetris because it, it, it just oh, I mean, the drops are faster. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of, speaking of drops, I, I saw some some fancy spinning going on that's sort of like pause the droppage which i thought was very interesting like if you kept spinning it in place to get into nooks and crannies it looked like you got a lot more time to drop it uh so so people were getting out of tight spots at least in the videos i saw were like look they were dead and they kept spinning and getting into nooks and crannies with with the uh, with the t with the t block and i was like wow that's interesting that's some that's some fancy shoot in there. That's uh that those are the the uh much bellyhood T spins, I believe. The t- yes, T spins, which you could do in a traditional Tetris game. But I don't rem- I don't remember it being that you can like basically almost pause time to, like constantly spinning them. So maybe they changed that up to save people like you could save yourself more when it comes to that. So Arika in 2005 released an arcade Tetris game called Tetris the Grandmaster 3 Terror Instinct. 
Okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, so this is this is the first this is the first Nintendo game since the the N sixty four one. No, there's Puyo Puyo Tetris that came out on the Switch. Okay, did they publish on Nintendo? Oh no, that was Sega. Okay, was the... first Nintendo published? Yeah, you're probably right on that. Not Wetris. <laughs> Who did Wetris? <laughs> Wetris it was actually called Aqua Aqua. It was definitely a different company, and uh, they just called it Wetris before. They just called it Wetris. Yeah, it's funny. It's... I saw Norm say we want Hatris Battle Royale, uh, <laughs> okay. which well... I think is funny. I've never played Hatchet. Hatchet is a, I mean, it's weird on its surface. Hatchet, it's just you're putting hats on people's heads and so matching them. I have a Mandela effect thing with um with Hatchet. It was was it released on the NES? Yes. Okay, but it wasn't released on the. Super I guess it never Nintendo. comes. I guess it never comes into the the shop. Well, well no, that's not what, on Super Nintendo. Yeah. See, I constantly in my head can see a For me, Super Nintendo copy it's of It's like Chessmaster. You don't think Chessmaster is an NES game because you don't see it as much as you do. It's like, wow, is that a game? Yes, you just don't ever see it. <laughs> Chessmaster actually could be a rare game that I think about. It. I, I never, you never see Chessmaster. I used to have like, we used to have like five or six copies at the store and now, yeah, it comes in every Cause other Because no, no one bought it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's in fucking black and white. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, but it's a good game. There's tons of options. It's a, it's a I'm just saying, like, anyway, it's, not even, it's a very good game. No it's it's, it's, it's got to be at least uncommon. I got to check a certain NES guide app. It's going to get updated hopefully. Anyway, uh, so anything else before we move on here about Tetris 99? Yeah, we can go. I, I haven't played enough for Ian's liking apparently, but I still played it. You know, and don't don't blame me for not knowing to touch the screen when they don't tell me you can do that to to attack everyone else. Just saying when I say this, how did you find out? Was it online somewhere? I retweeted and talked about it all day. Yeah, there was a there was a Kotaku guide. So, so Kotaku had to make a guide instead of the company saying, this is what you... Nintendo, what's going on, Nintendo? You don't, you don't drop the ball like that. You, we got to discover how to play your games now. Print out a manual and mail it to me. I don't, I don't know how to do it. This, uh, let's talk about the new game Super Mario Auction. The new game Super Mario Auction? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay. So there was a, a private... Uh, this was a private sale. It's actually not an auction. One of the things... Misnomers about this. So, uh, so a, 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 a sticker sealed... Uh, Super Mario Brothers for, for the NES, which was a um, it was a test market version, which means for the first uh, you want to say six months or so, five months when the games were out, you can only get them uh, sticker sealed the black box games, uh, which, which is a circular seal in the back. When you first bought your NES, like that set has a sticker sealed, uh, not sealed anymore. Gyromite and Duck Hunt. That Gyromite was open once anyway. So, so these are hard to find. In that condition, you can find a boxed Super Mario Brothers that was what used to be a sticker sealed game. I probably have one somewhere, but those—that's not the, the point. The point is, it's so hard to find a sticker sealed Super Mario Brothers that's still sealed and it's never been opened. It's, well, it's a virgin game. Yeah, and I mean, over time, stickers, you know, wear out; they lose some of their adhesive and stuff like that. The, the, the NES ones actually have a pretty good still. They, oh, okay. they're, they're, they're pretty solid. There's pretty solid sticker oh. on there, at All least right. from the ones I've seen. If they if they if they, if they haven't been you know brought up. So anyway, so so there was a private sale that happens uh, in, in February. I think the, the the actual date of sale was February six, and it was and it went for a hundred thousand dollars for a, a a sealed sticker sealed graded by WADA, who we've talked about on the show before, Super Mario Brothers on the NES, and it went for a uh, hundred thousand five hundred dollars. I guess I, the five hundred dollars is probably just like I guess the cost extra cost involved. Or, I, just think, I just think it's funny. It's it's the one thing I read said. Yeah, one hundred thousand one fifty. Oh, one fifty. I'm sorry. Yeah, one fifty. I feel like the one. See, I personally felt like the one fifty was there just to say it was over a hundred thousand dollars. Well, it's over a hundred thousand if you give them a dollar. Sure. You know, but so what was interesting about this is that this uh, potentially becomes the, the 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 biggest deal we know about for a video game. Yeah. In terms of price, this is more than those weird Neo Geo games that. There's like five of them that they came out of different territory. It's more than a uh, you know a gold NWC. Uh, my sources told me there might have been a gold NWC sell for around eighty thousand uh, dollars. I don't doubt that because I've been offered around that amount for mine. So that probably happened. So that probably was the, the mark before this that we know, again that we know about. Like we've had we had the thirty thousand dollars Seal Super Mario Brothers a couple of years ago, but that wasn't a first uh, print run. That right. was like a second print run, I believe. Um, so th- that's the difference here, and you can get a a third or whatever print run with the with the you know with the regular uh, cellophane seal. They don't cost that much. That you can get them for under a thousand dollars. I think I saw one at a at a auction. Excuse me, at a at a convention a year or two ago for like four hundred dollars. I was going to so say those a, are, a sealed 
mass. Yeah, a, a one for say a one from like eighty seven or so, eighty eight. That's not going to run you a huge amount of money sealed right. for it. It's the sticker sealed one that okay. Now we're talking buco uh, bucks. Yeah, bu- buco bucks, bus buco bucks, <laughs> buco bucks. Um, so it's an interesting auction because uh, of, of also of who bought this. That's that's the thing. So this is who bought it: uh, Rich Lecce, uh, Zach Gig Gig G I E G. Uh, and then Jim Halperin. So what's what's interesting about this is that Jim Halperin was the founder and he's a co-chairman of Heritage Auctions. Of Heritage Auctions. Why does this seem like a conflict of interest to me? So Heritage Auctions has been starting this year has been auctioning off WADA WADA graded games. So this is where it gets weird because you don't know how much. Of this three-way deal, which is not common in video games. No, at all. that's like when this you're is, a kid and you're like, "We'll buy this toy, and we yeah. can just switch off every week." This isn't. This is um, when once you start getting into multiple people buying a collectible, it no longer becomes you know the standard. I'm a collector. I'm going to show this off. It's now there's now ulterior motives involved. I'm not saying these are evil motives, but there's going to be motives involved. Uh, so to me, I'm going to treat this as an investor group. Because that's when it comes to collectibles, yeah. a market like this, it's an investor group. Uh, be, because you can't collect like if I had, if I shared a game with Ian and someone else saying Norm, it doesn't really work out. You're not really getting the same experience having and owning it and sharing it. You're gonna it's, fight. It's, it's like uh, Norm pointed this out. I think it was on, he was on the Twitter moment. It's that episode of The Simpsons when they all buy the the radioactive man. Oh uh, yeah, I, I saw someone post that Wait, picture. It might have been. It must have been Norm. It was Millhouse and what? It was Nelson. Yeah, uh, they they team up, they buy it, and then they end up ripping it apart. Right, it's a classic episode. Yeah, the number one issue. Right, <laughs> that was that's I remember I remember watching that when it came out because I was a comic book guy. And I was like, oh, that's that's pretty funny. Or comic book kid because I was probably like ten when that episode came out. But um, there's a lot of ins, a lot of outs to this story. There's a lot uh, here to to talk about. Um, so this is this deal did happen, and I know this because I I got emails from two different individuals uh, when it comes to this. But what was funny is that when I saw when I saw the uh, the name Rich Lecce, I was like, that name sounds familiar. So Rich Lecce emailed me a week before this deal went down. January 31st, I got an email from Rich Lecce saying thanking Ian and I for our open mindedness when it came to WADA and, and and graded games. And at the time I thought that was strange that to get a random email like that. Yeah. And then we went back and forth a little bit. And it it started and it started from being a, an email where it was like, Oh yeah, Pat, thanks for doing this. And then he he said a couple things I disagree with. One notably being that uh, I'm not going to say it, you know, uh, verbatim because for the email conversation was private. I'll just you know give you the, the high highlights uh, about it. But one of the, one of the points he was making was that that people don't like graded games because they won't be able to afford them because the value will go up. And that to me is so false on its face. Yeah, that's... that that's not something that that I ever said he said that's the only reason people could be against graded games too and i'm like that's not true no it's not because i can i can go out right now and buy some graded games for thousands of dollars i have i have no no reason to do so i don't want to i have never thought of the increased price being a reason why i don't like graded games and and when you go to a and when you go to a uh, convention, and this is why this is why sealed game collecting is not video game collecting to that me. That is such a weird attitude. It's such a weird thing to say. It's yeah. It's it's, it's a it's, it's a little. I hate to say narcissistic, but it's it's a little more it's a little more elitist. Yeah, it's like very this is my elitist. hobby, and people don't like it because the price are going up. Um, but sealed game collecting is not video game collecting to me. No. It's something totally different. And some of the people on the Nintendo age I just get into arguments about well, even I mean, agree with me. Because, because first off, these, the, these people here, like, for example, Rich, he comes from my like coin, coin collecting, collecting. World. Yeah, he has a coin collecting store in, I think it's Florida. Um, and, and other people that get into to, uh, sealed game collecting, a lot of them came from toys because they're used to getting their, their toys graded. From the same company that you know that does VGA. They mentioned this in the press release. Uh, you know, you're I saying there was a press release? Oh yeah, there was a press release which, by by Heritage Auctions, which makes it where, where, real where, weird. Where, where Jim Halpern uh, works? Yeah, yeah. Like I said what a, what a surprise! Like a conflict of interest. Well, but... yes this this was uh, this was a uh, this was a uh, by and large for marketing purposes. It was in, I think for you can you, you it's hard when there's three people involved in an investment like this. It's hard to know what each individual person's uh, motives were, 
But I, I did follow up with, with Jim's, uh, excuse me, with Rich Lecce some questions about, you know, could this purchase have been made without Jim's involvement? He said, yes, straight out. So once I hear that, then I mean, okay, then there's, then we know how this is going to be used. This well, game purchase, they're gonna, they're sure. gonna probably they're gonna say, look at this price. They're gonna, essentially, they're gonna say, look at this price. This is what these games are, are going to be worth in the future, and go up from here. But also, they're going to use it as a marketing tool. They're going to probably have it at conventions. I'm not saying you, you shouldn't do this. You can't bring it to a convention and show it off because Wada goes to some of these conventions, or maybe Heritage Auction. Yeah, and they, bring it to Comic Con. Wada usually has like a display of you know certain yes. sealed graded games. But Heritage Auctions, like I said, when they went to Comic Con uh, two years ago they had or three years ago they had graded games there but no one cared i saw i saw some graded games here and there with some people man it wasn't heritage but now they're going to bring it they'll sure. definitely bring it this year because they want to tap they want to tap into uh people that collect coins they want to tap into to toy collectors which a lot of people from toy collecting came into graded games they want to they want a whole new avenue of revenue from from auctioning off these games right by going to heritage basically you know it's it's not enhancing uh, it's not necessarily this isn't necessarily enhancing video game collecting. This is enhancing video game collecting for other people. Yes. It's to make it look more attractive. It's really, it has... Uh, it doesn't, this, this... I don't, it's not that I don't think the game could be worth that. Sure. It's that with it being a private sale and all that, um, I, I just, I feel like the price, because they bought it for Heritage, it, it's murky. I, I feel like maybe uh, no. This deal, I, I no doubt this deal actually happened. No, I, I'm not saying the deal didn't happen. But you're you're saying oh, with all the other external factors, it, it brings into question other things. P- yeah, perhaps it perhaps a little bit more was paid for it than was necessary, or something along those lines. Well, sure, because if this went if this went on an open auction on Heritage, do you, would it have gotten to a hundred thousand dollars? Who knows? It may have. Like I said, I'm not really ju- I'm not really questioning the 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 fact that it's worth a lot, but. Maybe even the fact that it is, it, it's it's very much something that Heritage can point to and be like, "Hey, other collectors who are into big money, this is what this went for." Sure, but that's that would be fine, except for the fact that the involvement of Jim Halpern, the the, the the involvement of Heritage Auctions. Let's call it spade a spade. Yeah, Heritage Auctions is is involved with this purchase because they're using it as marketing. There you go. That's as simple as you can put it. So when you get which to, is fine as well, but it's, it's fine, it's just, but it's it's it is what it is. It's and and that was the only thing that when all the coverage I saw, people should have been spotlighting that, and they weren't. They were like, "Well, by the way, it's it might be used for heritage." The, the strongest I ever saw in reporting was like, "Oh, it, there could be some publicity out of this. Some publicity. It was a it was a goddamn Twitter moment because of this sale because they put this on Front Street." So I don't believe in coincidences. So uh, the, the email I got from Rich a week before the sale was finalized was trying to, I, I don't want to say butter, butter us up, but to let us know that, hey, this is going to be the new norm and, you know, you, I'm glad you guys are cool with this. And it's like, come on, man. I, that, that, that's a part where I, I don't, that deal was going, in, going forward when he emailed me. I'm, I'm cool with the concept of Wada. I've talked uh, to, no, we I've are. T- I've talked to Dennis about it. I, I am. That doesn't really change necessarily. I think well, there's finally heritage a... versus water are two different. No, I know. I'm just saying. I'm yeah. talking sealed game collecting. You know, yes. to begin with, and him because what I'm getting at is he assumed that because we are pro water that we are pro video game collecting. I guess I can. I can. Oh, like we are pro video game collecting, but great. Uh, yes, <laughs> I, I, I can. I can like a a group of people or a company that is doing grading and thinking they're doing grading the right way and still not totally be into the the sealed collecting i guess sure it's weird that he would just assume one over the The, you know because of the other uh, what what what's what's important to remember is that with with the rise of of they want more people to buy this yeah look what they have on when you go to when you go to a certified video games on heritage auctions you, you already see a photoshop picture of the super mario brothers oh wow okay yeah so i mean they're using it for marketing uh, and to get the word out there. I mean, that's that's apparent. And who uh, better to do it with than Mario? Yes. So when you go on... when you, But what's interesting is that when you start looking at some of the games they're auctioning off, you're seeing a weird variety of different things. You're seeing, like, okay, we got a Chrono Trigger. That'll go for a lot. Or Dracula X. Uh, the Athletic World, that was a pack-in. That's, you know, that they're graded. That, 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 wasn't tight. that was a sticker seal. Uh, then there's, like, the... Which dry, one was? The Athletic World, the Family mm. Fun Fitness version. Um, and then you have, like... You know, a Dragon Warrior prototype's on there right now. You have a Mega Man 2. Then you have, like, a, a Halo for Xbox that someone is bidding $4,000 on for a... Really? Oh, not for a resale version. Okay. 
So I, I was going to say, I, was gonna say <laughs> I think we have some of those at work. I was going to say, Ian's in the money. He's in the money. So there's going to be a surge of people that are now uh, attempting to get into this from other, like I said, other other fields of collecting, which which is fine. But I think that's where the story is going to end on this. I think you're you're what you're doing is you're 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 bringing people. T- that are currently buying collectibles to buy new collectibles in another field. I don't. The, the, the common man's not going to get into this. The common video game collectors can't afford this. This is the top one percent of game collectors that can even afford this uh, to get into this. But even then, you're not going to have a lot of people get into it. Sure, you're just not be, be, because it's going to be. Doesn't mean that people dislike sealed grading because we don't have money. <laughs> no, uh, but. I be I want to see where these prices are at six months. I, I, first of all, I want to see where these prices were before and after the Super Mario Brothers was announced. But I want to see where these prices are at uh, six months from now when this fervor dies down. And because there's some, some some games on here that you know it's like oh yeah maybe there's a, there's a sealed uh, Lolo on here. Okay, you have some people interested in that. But these all aren't going to be uh, games that twenty years from now you're able to buy a house with, you know, like or, or even buy a car with. A lot of these sealed games. Uh, are going to be traded within the same group of people. I, I don't see I don't see these being like pieces of art where yeah you can sell them for millions of dollars because they're like one of a kind, two of a kind. Um, and yes, a sealed Super Mario Brothers sticker sealed right now is one of a kind, but you can still get a, a, a Super Mario Brothers cart or box version so easily. It doesn't have a huge amount of value. So that sealed Akari Warriors out there um, that you're going to be spending potentially four hundred dollars on. That's going to sit there forever, I think. I don't think there's ever going to be a point in time 20 years from now where people are going to see like, hey, that's, that's sealed Akari Warriors. That's going to be a collectible that I want. You know, That's going to be like a store of value that I'm going to put in my vault and, and sell for $20,000 in the future. And I think that's the gambit that uh, part of this deal, which is what I don't like, is because at the end of the day, a lot of the people getting into this are going to be held with the bag of all these sealed games that are graded. And then they're going to lose, they're going to lose their value um, or not retain it. And then who's going to win? Heritage is going to win because they get they get their cut no matter what. They get their auction percentage no matter what. And WADA gets a lot more business when people are like, oh, my God, there's more people doing this. So they're the big winners here when it comes to this sale. I don't I don't see uh, this being a, a market that, you know, 30 years from now, people are going to be, oh, my God, you know, I want to get a, a sealed, uh, you know, Dracula X. I just don't. We'll see. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. And we've discussed this. I'm not on your the same page as you. I, m- I might lean more towards you, but I do think video games have some sort of staying power. I mean, people probably didn't. Think I never, comics I never were said have they staying. Di- I never power. said they didn't. But there, there are only very, very few games that both have both some sort of cultural gaming significance and are such low quantities that will push up into a six figure value over time. Sure. There's not there's not enough of them Cause the, because a game like even in the articles I'm seeing like games like Steam events are like who cares like that's that's not going to be the game people are going to care about which I always said before as well it's like Super Mario Brothers yes that that makes sense that makes sense I, I think there will be a few games that will be able to hold that value a few and maybe go upwards but not not all entirely no. but but not but not a, once, once the I mean the but class, not a sealed Adams family it's time no it, absolutely not a sealed Adams family as time goes on. Um, as time goes on, the collecting, you know, the retro collecting boom keeps shifting with generations as we get older. At some point, we'll be far enough removed, I think, from some of these systems that, yeah, a, you know, I don't know what someone would pay for a sealed Adams family, but in 20 years... You find someone that even would want it. Yeah. Or, or like, when I see stuff on, on here, like, this is, this is, again, this is the, where the money's coming in. Because people are going to be like, oh, I want to get my Wolverine Adamantium Rage Genesis... Uh, sealed game graded and up for sale. It's like okay, there might be some people that'll buy that in the future, or you know, you think it's be an investment. Okay, how big that is that pool going to be of people that are going to come back and spend hundreds of dollars on that in the future? See, there are there are stupid games that I would you know maybe get a boxed copy of and grade just because I like them and I like the cover art, but it's not for a collecting or investment. But that's purpose. what the, yeah. that's what heritage is, is though. Yes, no, I know. Heritage, uh, by and large, yes, it's to get people in collectors' hands, but a lot of it's investment. There's my, my question is, who's going to be the first person to get a uh, a sealed graded set? A sealed graded set of, of, of 
Jesus Christ. You, I, I, you can't you got, tell you got, me that someone out there is not buying for it already. The, well, the, the amount to grade one game, what is that? Is it There's a minimum. If it's like comics, they, they actually charge you a percentage of what, the game, what, what it's worth, the comic. Mm. Holy shit. That would cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars to get every, there's someone every, out there. every game graded in a WADA case or any case. I don't, hope, I don't know if WADA grades like that. I'm just saying that's what they do for some of the comics they grade. Oh, if you, if you give someone a $100,000 comic to grade, you're paying a percentage. Right. It's not the same cost as grading a, a comic from 1998. I'm not saying yeah. it'll happen, but I just feel like there's got to be at least one person, if not a few, out there who are currently thinking about it. Okay, that's that's fine. They can start by buying their uh, their sealed copy of Mad Max. It's at a dollar right now. I don't think anyone's bid on it yet, <laughs> so they can get their nine point four Mad Max. So yeah, it's it's a it's a cool thing for video games, but I don't think this means all of a sudden uh, every other uh, NES game or any other game is going to be worth six figures. It's just not. There's just not enough games out there with. Uh, cultural significance and enough um, staying staying power that people 10, 15 years from now will still want to rebuy. You know what I mean? That That's the thing. You know, um, the term staying power, I used to think it was stain power. Stain power? Yeah. Okay. I'm not talking about... I'm, I'm going into your laundry stories there. That's, that's for sure. See You Podcast is proud to be working with NordVPN. It's what I use to keep myself safe online and you can too if you care about the privacy. Ian, uh, and the security of your info, NordVPN is giving you 66% off a two-year plan when you go to nordvpn.com slash podcast or use code podcast at checkout. VPN, Ian's a Pat, virtual private network. All right. We were going to ask that. Yeah. Having one's more critical than ever because anything you're doing online can be uh, out there for anyone to get a hold of, your, your info, your browsing habits. Uh, NordVPN has access to over 4,000 super speedy servers in 62 countries. And your information is secured using military-grade encryption. They have a NordVPN app for your phone, for your laptop, iOS, Android devices, your tablet, whatever. One account protects up to six devices. And the folks at PC Mag made NordVPN their editor's top VPN choice. You can even maybe potentially hop on servers around the world and test out stuff like maybe stream stuff from different areas of the world. I'm not saying you can, but you maybe. And then you can maybe try to do airfare things as well on there. Patrick? Yes. Do we have a deal here? We have a deal. All right. Again, to get that special offer, because E missed it the first time, 66% off a two-year plan. Go to NordVPN.com slash podcast or use code CP- podcast and get going with your secure web browsing. The CPU cast? CPU cast. <laughs> All right. What's, uh, what's going on next? Oh, let's, talk, let's talk about Fortnite. We are the official Battle Royale podcast. We, we argued we about Tetris 99 before. But uh, you want to talk about some Fortnite nerf and Super Soaker guns? Yes, we have the um, we. So Fortnite is uh, getting more toys. They already have uh, action figures, you know, tons of other merchandise. Uh, Merchandising. And, and now we're taking the uh, guns from everyone's favorite battle royale shooter. Actually, I think Apex Legends may have upended that. Um, and uh, we're putting them in the hands of kids with uh, water and nerf guns. So we're going to get the um we're going to get the uh rocket launcher, the Fortnite RL. Um we're going to get a llama inspired micro shot and the previously announced ARL, which is uh this little automatic looks, rifle looks like a, thing. Looks like an AK47 kind of to a degree, yeah, yeah. So so there must be some nerf gun that looks like that previously that they just reskinned with Fortnite on it, right? I, I, it just it begs the question because there's been a ton of of, of uh, nerf guns that have come out the past fifteen twenty years. Right, this yeah. is like the golden age of nerf guns. Although with Fortnite being <laughs> as popular maybe as they it did is, its own, okay. maybe they did its own. But yeah, I mean, there's probably been something that's similar, something in that ballpark. Uh, yeah, it's an it's an AK forty seven or AK seventy four. There, there's the uh, there's a handgun. That looks just like the, uh, the 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 Wii controller Nyko gun that you put the Wii mode in to shoot, but with different colors. It, it, looks, a lot, it, it looks, looks close. Absolutely like it. <laughs> I will give you that. That would have been like the first thing I thought of had I seen or, that. That's in. called the what is that called? Which one is that? Uh, that's a water blaster. The RL water blaster. That's a water gun. See the cap on the back of it. Oh yes. Uh, so that's ten bucks. Well, what I want to talk about. Oh, there's the rocket launcher. How does the rocket launcher? Oh, it's a super soaker. So I yeah, didn't I know that, that at some point, uh, Nerf and Super Soaker com- like combined somehow into the same branding. Because Super Soaker used to be its own company. Yeah. And then they all got bought out, I think, by uh, the Mattel buy all this shit out. The, the Mattel buy uh, uh, Nerf and Super Who bought? Who owns Nerf? I'm really curious what happened here. You remember when Super Soaker? Super Soaker? Super Soakers? Super Soakers? 
Hasbro. Hasbro bought both of them. Hasbro uh, owns Nerf and Super Soaker. I don't know when they bought Super Soaker, uh, but they're taking over the I guess our our play gun world. Shoots up to fifty feet. Now 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 that now that's I think it's more than that. Uh, that finally they, they figured out the technology. Um, they have another water blaster. What I want to talk about is the models they use in these pictures. Uh, these gentlemen are not a traditional, I'd say, Fortnite playing age. Uh, they, they, none of them look, look younger than like 17, 18 years old. Some of them look like they're college age, these gentlemen, these, these young men that they hired to shoot these water guns. I'm not saying they can't play with water guns or nerve. I just think that's weird to see that in the marketing. Uh, they have the, the, the elite Fortnite SPL, which is like a, a long, long ass, like Joker style from Batman, like a gun, like pistol mm-hmm. that shoots, a, shoots a single dart that can probably take your eye out. <laughs> it's a three, oh, three dart clip. Okay. And they show and then the kid, the kid playing it is not younger than 19. He's not, <laughs> he's just not, I just think it's fine. I'm not making fun of them personally. I just think it's funny. Then they have, yeah, they have the, the llama little hand shitty pistol. I just feel like, you know, if you're. Squirt guns, Nerf guns. Figured that would have been more kid-focused advertising. Not that I don't like a good but, squirt gun. But squirt this is, gun. but this is how we know. Okay, yes, none of those gentlemen are younger than twenty-four in that last picture. Uh, none of them. Okay, so, um, but this is how you know you're becoming you're coming to peak Fortnite because now you have the mass marketing, you have the toys, and now you got Nerf and Super Soakers. I mean, now it's going to be in Toys R Us, yeah. uh, which is fine. But keep in mind, what's funny about this is like, oh, hey, Fortnite's been out for three years. Oh, no, it's been out a little over like a year. You know, it's, this isn't like a long lifespan for, for this game that all of a sudden we're yeah. like, we're like, we're in, we're in the trenches now. Because it came out the October before last October, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's... This hasn't been a huge game. Uh no, it's a huge game. It's just oh, yeah, it hasn't one. been a huge amount of time. Yeah, Fortnite release date. When, when was it actually released? 2017. Yeah, it was towards the end of the year. Uh, the beta was July of 2000. Uh, it was officially. It actually the the official official release wasn't until July of 2018. On um, oh, yes, really? <laughs> so it was a long beta period. This long this. gun it looks neat. That definitely does look dangerous. That, that long pistol, yeah, yeah. The Nerf guns can, can shoot like a hundred feet now. They're, they they go. Uh, but what, what, again, while we're at peak Nerf, though, excuse me, peak peak Fortnite, peak Nerf, or we're at peak Nerf, is that we have stuff going on <laughs> like uh, we had what was it somewhere in Scandinavia? They had like a Fortnite live event. You see about that? It was like a, they tried to put together this little festival that was unofficial Fortnite no. and it was a fucking disaster. I did not and know. A, about and you that. had a pay to play. Um, like Fortnite inside a booth, but they actually try to do. Look it up. It wasn't a full topic. I saw it. It just looked like a disaster. Okay, that's bizarre. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right now. We're at peak Fortnite. It's only downhill from here, especially with stuff like Apex Legends coming in and uh, getting getting some of that market. Fortnite is neat. Fortnite's a fun game. I've never hated it, but um, yeah, I mean, it was also one of the first, one of the pioneering battle royales, and with, along with uh, what <laughs> PUBG, what was. My- uh, Public Battlegrounds G, along with Public Battlegrounds <laughs> was G my name for it? <laughs> and H1Z1. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, I was just going to say, it's natural that people will be able to take the faults of a previous one and improve on it. Sure. Or or, just, or people get tired and they move on. Right. You can love the Battle Royale style. People love Deathmatch style or Capture the Flag style. But you're going to want to play it in multiple, multiple ways. Multiple universes, multiple themes. But I just saw a commercial... The other day wasn't video game related. Okay, where they're out to eat with the family or doing something, and at the end of the commercial, something happy happens, and the girl starts flossing like in the background. Like my eye went to that. I was like, "Okay, this is it. I'm this is this this is the moment where it slides downhill. This is it. We're jumping a shark. Yeah, we're we're, we're flossing the shark at this point. But seriously, <laughs> that, that's when you know when when the the corporate world knows that we can market to this. That's when you know it's totally it's totally integrated into our society at that point. When you see it randomly on some commercial, so without like, mentioning it, without mentioning it, the girl just starts flossing as a thing. I'm just like, what the fuck am I watching now? This is where I know Pat's old. But anyway, well, well at least I know what it is. I'm like, what's that girl doing over there? That's hey. She's shaking her hips like Elvis. It's really an Elvis <laughs> hip shake. Her. It's like Elvis. Yeah, really. All right, and then of course uh, the, the dance uh, dance lawsuit update. So it turns out poor Carlton uh, can't copyright the Carlton dance. 
Yeah, I'm not surprised. Not surprised. And it was interesting. They said that even if the dance can be copyrighted, it's not clear who owns it, which I brought up originally. It's yeah. like this, it's derivative of other dances. It's not. It's it's not its own unique sort of thing. Yeah, there's no real way to verify that he was the originator of that dance. It looks yeah. like a dance that many people may have spontaneously done in the past. Yeah, Alfonso Ribeiro, uh, he's the one who brought the lawsuit. Um, so, so they're dubious that he owned the dance to copyright office. And that was, and that's what it hinged on that he can copyright it. And he and he probably should have copyrighted it way back, but he would have had a better shot. But they even still, they could have said, "Well, this is not a real." dance routine this is just like a little movement for a few seconds right so there's other lawsuits that because of this like uh the millie rock dance and the backpack kid uh who came up with the floss apparently they probably won't win these lawsuits because they're too simple of dances to do right one's a hip shake moving your arms and there's been hip shakes forever going good elvis elvis was the guy who made that probably famous probably um (laughs) elvis comes back from the dead can't copyright it though elvis sues Fortnite. that's the story uh here so and then they even said that well if you did the show playing a, a fictional character does that mean the show owns the copyright and that's a good point that I didn't bring up I love this copyright shit that's actually a great point because if it was done for the show the show can say hey that was for our show it's our create creation they can make that point too so the whole thing is weird but uh, just give him some bucks though just slip slip Alfonso a few dollars to, you know just say hey we appreciate it we named it after you basically just give him some bucks epic you're not putting that towards development of another game i won't talk Unreal. about you know i was gonna i was gonna say it but you're not putting it towards that just give some to alfonso just just do it that's not gonna hurt maybe, it's they've, not, been, it, maybe it, they've been working on the next unreal for five years it's gonna be the best it's not no they abandoned the ian they abandoned the, the alpha version last year i told you that it was a lie it was a lie yeah just a... Which looks smooth, by the way. I looked at the album. You can download it for free, I think, at the Epic Game Store. And I refuse to download it because I don't want to play a game that's like 10% finished or 20% finished. I want the full thing. It'll make you cry. You basically can just play like some deathmatch against people. Like with All the weapons are there and that's it. Mm. You know, so if you want to flack someone in the face, you can do it. <laughs> face flacking. Uh, Ian, we have Tales from the Game Store. Store, 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 which is, I think the name is going to stick. All right, that's. I mean, let's do it. It's to the point. Um, okay, so this past week I had I had two that were, uh, uh, you know, nothing quite like the previous weeks, but um, rather rather annoying. One was the kid that I said I wanted to launch into the sun on Twitter. Um, he was about twelve years old, uh, maybe ten, somewhere between ten and twelve. And he came in with his dad. And he starts looking around, and within a minute, he has three games in his hand. He's like, Dad, I want these three games. Uh-huh. And his dad's like, I told you the entire time over here. He's like, you can get one game, and it's got to be a $5 game. And the kid just kept walking around and saying, Daddy, Daddy, I want. can I get this one, Daddy? How old? Like 10. It's a little past the daddy. Yeah, no, exactly. Age. It was, it was, it was incredibly weird and and off putting, and he just kept whining. It was just a whining situation where he kept picking up different things, and he just kept pushing his dad. Was he, his dad responding to that or ignoring? Yes, it? his dad was responding. Well, that's to why it, which he did is it. awful. Yeah, which is awful. Then yes. it encourages more. So it was that was all that was real bad. And at one point, the kid got so bad. That his dad said, that's it, we're going. Oh. And they left, and I heard the dad yell at the kid. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Thank God for discipline. Then the kid walks back into the store, and his dad's chasing, like, calling after him. And his dad comes into the store, and the kid has another game in his hand, and he goes, Daddy, (laughs) I get this one. And he's like, no, I told you we're leaving. And the kid just starts walking around looking at games again, just completely not listening to his dad. And uh, finally, the dad falls back into the routine, and he's like, you can get one game. Oh. One game that's $5. One that's $5. You're rewarded bad behavior. So he, his dad's trying to, you know, placate get him, him. Trying to placate him, trying to, you know, um, get him to pick something. And at this point, he's just, like, whining to the point where it's almost like there's tears. Daddy, I want this one. Well, that's uh, that's a mature-rated game. I told you you can't have a mature-rated game. And then he finally, like, picks a game. He's like, all right, Dad, I think I want this one. 
uh, but I want this one too. And he's like, oh one game. And he goes, but dad, literally, he goes, but dad, I want two. I want two. It's literally Cartman. Yeah. And I'm telling you, he was he was ten. He was that's a very safe. Not five, guess. ten. Ten. Yes. Not five. Two years from puberty. Ten. He had some stubble coming in. So finally they're looking at the Game Boy Advance games and oh my God. the kid's like meh, meh. and they're looking at they're looking at the games and he's like, Dad, can I get this Yu-Gi-Oh! double pack? And it was like a seven dollar game. And his dad, and once again, I think his dad's holding firm. He's like, no, I told you, $5. So they pick out a couple other ones, and, he, and, and the kid's like, um, and the dad's like, one of these will be fine. You know, which, which you like this stuff? He's like, yeah. He's like, all right, well, which one do you want? He's like, I don't want those. I want the $7 one. Oh, wow. So now he's bending that rule again. Yeah. He's, he's, he's trying to negotiate up from his dad saying yeah, bottom dollar. Yeah, he just wants to break his dad. So, <laughs> so and then he, after, um, uh, uh, oh shit, where was I? God damn it, no, I lost my $7 dollar game. Oh, so, so the dad's like, okay, fine. The dad's like, okay, fine. But, and this is where it, it drove me nuts, because then this is where I knew exactly what kind of kid this was. He was like, you have to do better than school. He's like, your grades need to be up and you need to stop getting into fights with other kids. So you know, you know that this kid is just a little shit. You know when he's on his own in school, he just thinks he's the baddest motherfucker. But then he's Underachiever. In, yeah, and then straight C's. And then he's you know, picking fights, acting like a douchebag. I can just tell you I hate this kid. I, <laughs> wow. <laughs> sorry. Wow. This kid he hates that ten year old. Uh, yeah. Holy shit. So you know he's just a fucking searing asshole he's a little brat he's, he's a, a brat. little brat but he's then brat. you know you know when no one else is around and it's just him and his daddy you know he's gonna whine like a fucking so act like a little baby to get his, yeah. his way so anyways wow. there it is that's the only one i'm talking telling about i mean that's fine i'm just i'm annoyed you're, you're annoyed no yes does it make you want to have kids more when you say this stuff Ian, or less yeah i can't wait to have five, you want to have five? <laughs> i don't want to have kids at all why well, have kids when you have cats all right yeah that's a good point Ian, we have a we have a Patreon poll topic. You go to podcast. You, to- <laughs> you go to pod. You go to podcast. You go to, to patreon. dot com slash the podcast. I post writings. I do a monthly hangout. Uh, the you know the big thing is you can get the whole uncut podcast. Pat might show up to that hangout. Yep, Pat might show up to that hangout because I set my alarm improperly. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> I appreciate. Don't you. give me shit for touching ninety nine. I help you out anyway. Um, so here's the topics. We had this, the lowest percentage, I think, of a choice ever at 6%. Can AEW compete with <laughs> WWE? I'm not saying that the fan base doesn't like wrestling, but the Patreon fan base does not like, like the Patreon <laughs> listeners are not like the, uh, wrestling. I mean, we get told that under no uncertain terms whenever we cover wrestling. But then other people say cover wrestling. So there's a hardcore people that always like wrestling. I feel like that's the five peop- same people. I feel time. that when we, when we put podcast topics out with wrestling, at least in the past, someone got a lot of views because wrestling fans were just finding them. Yeah, that's, that's what happens. Sure. Uh, a second place, hanging on like a bad zit. What would the CU podcast look like without Pat? That's going to get chosen one of these weeks. And Just put put it up against two more wrestling topics. Yes. <laughs> what, and number one, 58%, Reagan-esque. What games are you blinded by nostalgia for? Another nostalgia topic. Ian, what games are you blinded by nostalgia for that you think the average gamer or person would not think it's a special game? Um... For me, that would probably be stuff like um, Rock and Cats. Rock and Cats, but that's not—it's not a terrible game. It's, it's, it's a, it's it's a, good, a game, good game, but good game. I, I go back to it and I'm like, "There's problems with it you don't like." Yeah, there's there's issues with that, it. Or, that arm mechanic isn't the best, and it's a great game, but I mean, it's that's definitely nostalgia. Another sure. one for me, I'm thinking of like rental. A lot of it, a lot of these for me come from rentals or good memories. <clears throat> Tom as a Sawyer, kid. Uh, no, but Tom <clears throat> Sawyer is a good game. Uh, <laughs> it's a good game. It's precise and action packed. Uh, <laughs> Three stars, according to Sir Ernest's guidebook. Um, however, uh, uh, Karate Kid's another one. Okay, for me. And uh, Bugs Bunny's Crazy Castle is another one. That's, I, I like and, that it's game. It's a good I game. It. I mean, I, I I would I would feel safe recommending someone. Uh, Rock and Cats or Bugs Bunny, but not Karate Castle. Kid. But not Karate Kid. No, you don't Karate Kid is definitely a blinded problems. by nostalgia. That's a problematic game. game. I love Karate that game. Um, There's charm to it. You can buy a graded one right now in Heritage Auctions. Yeah, it's like twenty two bucks. 
Uh, <laughs> it was. I saw it. And then Skater Die 2 is one that most people don't like because the story <laughs> mode is awful. <laughs> but that, to me, that half pipe just, that makes up for all of it. That half pipe is so fun. Um, what's the one that I, I'm nostalgic for 720 if you want to think of uh, games that have to do with a skateboard. It's not the best game. Uh, the NES one is a little rough. Arcade is fun with that joystick, but they're really not. They're more style over substance. So skate or die. Uh, excuse, uh, excuse me, uh, 720. It's really style over substance when it comes to that game. I like 720, but I think I just like the the open world. Uh, I, I played it's, it enough to get decent at it, and then I yes, enjoyed it more. I'm decent at it, but honestly, it's it's no fun if you're not decent at it and practicing enough to get decent no, at there's it. No, there's a good time. There's a learning curve to that game. Yeah, I would actually argue that it's probably even harder on the NES because to do the yeah, spin in the arcade is a lot easier with that circular joystick. Exactly. But the NES one, it, it, it's mostly uh, it's mostly the same game on the NES. But you rotate with your thumb, which yeah, gets which, a lot harder. Yeah, that's a game we're learning. Once you learn to play, it's like, okay, it's not a bad game, but I'm blind by nostalgia because more of the style, at least in the arcade. Now, it's a fun game, but I do think you might be a slightly blinded on Golgo 13. Oh, is no. that safe? Not slightly blinded at all. You know, very adult adult themes. It's, there's some espionage, there's some twists and turns to the story, and it's a multi-genre game, Ian. I just you think I'm blind a little bit? Just a little bit? Just a little. What would you give it? Three and a half stars, not four? Give it three and a half? I'd give it three to three and a half. Yeah. Three only? Wow. Three to three and a half. I don't think I'm blind. Three is a good game. I am blinded by nostalgia for Three Stooges. Okay, yes. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 did, I, I, I think I can only give that three stars, uh, not glowing review. I could have gave it higher if I was totally blind, totally for the book, but... I love that game because I love Three Stooges, but it's it, each mini game is just so not slapped together. Uh, it, it, it's it's the tone of Three Stooges, and, they, and the mini games come from the series. But it's not you can't recommend that game to a huge amount of people to play that game. Unless certainly, it, certainly uh, not one to buy brand new. Not not using your allowance at, at Electronic Boutique, no. <laughs> right. For fifty nine ninety nine with tax or whatever. Didn't no. you say you went there to get a different game, but they didn't have it? No, 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 no. No, I never said that. Oh, okay. For that game. I thought, th- I thought. I mean, I knew you liked it, or I knew you no, wanted it, No, I saved but... up specifically for that game. Oh, okay. That's what I meant to ask. Like, was it specifically S- for that? Only because it was a, a one picture in Watch the year before. Oh, Watch. It was like Watch. I want to say it was like November of 87, <laughs> and then I waited like... Nine months to get the game, or whatever amount of time it was forever to come out. Uh, that game, um, trying to see any other ones. I think Ian's a little nostalgic for Clue Clue Land, just a that's, little bit. It's fair, I love the game, that's, but that's I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say it's it's fair. Uh, um, and then, uh, you know, no, Commando is still a decent that's a good game, Commando. I'm like, it's a, it's good, one of the one of the original running gun shooters. In come on, mean anything, even you don't like the arcade one. Arcade one's fine. Tons yeah. of guys coming at you. Not the NES. NES one's garbage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Arcade one's fine. Well, I give the NES better than average rating, but no. The, the, but, but that's it's a but, rough port, man. The, the guys disappear because there's, I did a whole review on it. You might want to check it out. Um, the guys disappear when there's too many guys on screen, which, which is funny because like, they'll just keep throwing guys at you. The game doesn't know that maybe we should wait until some of the guys are killed to add yeah, more. Yeah, just keep so throwing, throwing guys at you and to the disappear. point where it looks like you're trying to fight ghosts. Yes, you're fighting nearly. It's so hard. Uh, I think Ian's nostalgic for Deadly Towers. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, that's absolutely. Fine. Too nostalgic for Deadly Tower. I'm just going through a list of games here that I think people are a little too nostalgic for. Uh, Wally Bear, Ian. Now, Wally Bear is a game that. Oh, I love uh, Wally Bear, but I'm not going to tell you that's not nostalgia. <laughs> so you played that growing up? Uh, I or, no. I that's one that I. I mean, at this point, I'm old collecting. enough to have nostalgia, nostalgia for, for my early collecting days, and that was probably when I was like 16. But there's enjoyable parts of it, but it's not a good game. It's a little rough. It's, it's a lot rough. It's one of the most skill-based games I've ever created. <laughs> skill-based games? Yeah, so, so, yeah, so is Action 52. <laughs> One and a half stars, according to a certain NES guidebook for Wally Bear. Get, getting by on a charm alone. It didn't have that charm. It would drop drop even lower to find a one. <laughs> it didn't have that wallpaper. <laughs> the, the wallpaper? Oh, yeah, yeah, in the house? Yeah, the eye-searing fucking Apple wallpaper. I have nostalgia for, um, they're not good. The uh, the Super Nintendo WF games because that's all you had. Yeah. So especially the first one, the first one was terrible. Super WrestleMania was awful. Yeah. No options. No no special moves for your guys. All the guys kind of had the same body shape, so they try to put a gut on Earthquake, but it, he's still like the same body shape. He's in the ball, so it doesn't it just doesn't work. By the time they got to like Raw, like the third or fourth game in, they figured some stuff out. It's a much better game, but that's all you had growing up. You didn't know any better. You had that or a Super Brawl. 
which is, has some problems as well. Yeah. So we didn't have Fire Pro, but I was like, oh, we played that game at my friend's house because we loved WF, and that was what that was like to you the best WF game you could possibly play. You couldn't get WrestleFest, you know, in the arcade. Right. You know, you couldn't get that on a console. So uh, yeah, any any, any other uh, any other ones that you're nostalgic for? Or no, Gangster Town. You're nostalgic for Gangster Town? Yeah. It's, 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 it's a very good Zapper game, Ian. Yeah. It's a very good good one. And that's it for this edition of the CU Podcast. Ian had to go to catch his Uber to go to Luna. Um, we're going to be at Soul Coverage Gaming Expo this uh, weekend, February 23rd and 24th in Pasadena, California. Use code CU Podcast for 10% off tickets at uh, .com. Uh Also, also, I have a certain NES guidebook up for sale pre-order, Kickstarter, whatever you want to call it, at ultimatesnes.com. I got Popeye in my hand here. He fell before. You didn't see that. All right. Um, other than that, things are going uh, going, going swell. Thanks for the support, everyone. Um, and we will see you next time.